Hi and welcome to episode 57 of the This Is Reportage podcast. My name is Alan Law, I'm the founder of This Is Reportage and This Is Reportage family and I'm a photographer too. It was such a delight to chat to the fantastic Rowena Meadows for the podcast today. Based in Australia, at the time this episode was recorded, Rowena was the number one photographer worldwide on our sister site for documentary family photography, This Is Reportage Family, after our first two collections with seven Reportage Family Awards and four Family Story Awards won already. As well as being a brilliant family photographer, Rowena is just pure joy to speak to. I enjoy talking to her so much. Tune in today as Rowena talks all about her background in psychology and its effect on her photography, top tips for documenting families, table tennis, why it's important to not only photograph the happy moments, day in the life sessions and tips for getting families to feel at ease, her COVID rainbow photo series and jigsaw puzzle, the story behind one of her specific Reportage Family Awards and much, much more. Hey, Rowena, how are you doing? Hey, Alan, I'm doing really well. Has anyone ever told you that you have an incredibly audible smile? Oh, no, they haven't, no. <laughs> I don't mean that to sound creepy, but I can, like, literally hear you smiling even when you're not talking. Oh. It's, I like it. <laughs> even when I'm not that's funny. not talking. That's a weird way to start a conversation, but hi. Oh, hi, hi. and thanks you for saying that. That's really lovely. That's really nice. <laughs> and I am smiling. We're not seeing each other here now, but you are you. correct. I yeah, can hear I you smiling. Well, it's so lovely to talk to you already. You, we, we were chatting just before starting this. You've just made me laugh so much already. So I'm really looking forward to this. It's great. I think we're both so nervous. We're just being total dicks already. So Dicks together. Dicks together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we can have to discuss that afterwards. That doesn't oh, sound thank- good. We should stop ourselves. This is spiraling. It's way too soon. It is, isn't it? It is way too soon. Like one minute in. (laughs) But Marina, thank you so much for joining me. It's awesome to talk to you. Um, So you're, you're, oh no, that's an honour for you to be on here. Thank you. Um, And you're in Australia, aren't you? I'm in Melbourne. Yep. Down the bottom of the world in Australia. Fresh out of lockdown. Oh yeah. So haven't you, you've had like a really full on long, long lockdown, haven't you? Yeah, we did three months of our second second lockdown was three months, a really, really strict hard lockdown, which we've been out of for a few weeks now. And we've, we seem to have eliminated, well, I don't like saying that, but we've had 10 days in a row of zero cases in our state. Oh, wow. That's great, so isn't it? Really weird. Yeah, we're still, we're still under some decent restrictions and we have to wear masks everywhere, but um, it's promising. It just means we're going to be stuck on this little island <laughs> for quite some time while the rest of the world has um, so much virus um, until there's a vaccine anyway. But Ugh, it is good. Mad, good it? I know I'm, I've been following your news religiously and um, feeling bad for the lockdown you guys are going back into or are back into. Yeah, I mean, we're in at the moment, but it's not no, yeah. nowhere near as long as what you've gone through, I think. That must have been, that must have been super tough. How have you found it, you know, like business-wise and like mentally-wise? How's it been for you? <laughs> I'm kind of a hermit, like an antisocial hermit in many ways to start with. <laughs> but, <laughs> I mean, I haven't had any work. I, I, I had no work. Like, I wasn't allowed to work um, for most of this year. But uh, I, I did my I did uh, my first job last week and I didn't totally fuck it. I, I mean, <laughs> I'm not sure yet, but <laughs> it's going to take a little while to get the confidence back um, in lots of ways. Mm. But I coped okay. I did a lot of reading. I played piano. I played table tennis. Oh um, yeah, I was gonna I was gonna ask you about that because that's one line in your bio. You said you mentioned how you have a desire to dominate every person you meet at table tennis, <laughs> especially you, because I just looked on your website and I saw that you you have a little bit of a hankering for table tennis as well. I love it. I love it. It's my favorite game. Yeah. Are you love... any good? Are you good? Well, I I'm, I I used to play a lot when I was. Don't huh? don't let's let's be honest. Don't don't be <laughs> humble. Well, I'm I, I'm okay. I, I don't know if you heard the Nine Dots Wedding Photography Conference that's in London every no. year, but oh, they and they they do they hold it in a place called wow. Bounce, which um, has like eighteen table tennis tables. And they have a, yeah, I know it's so good because you like you, you you watch the talks and then you play table tennis in between the talks. It's so good. Oh my goodness, um, that's but they also. 
they also have a tournament and i've won that the last three years it's a it's a doubles one but i have won it the last three years oh i i have a feeling this conversation will eventually end in me beating you at table tennis somewhere (laughs) on this earth are you good then are you good i'm pretty good i i mean (laughs) i haven't found anyone to beat me yet so i I, oh wow it's a challenge Take what you want from that. <laughs> no, I mean, I spent my entire, I have big brothers and I spent my entire youth, the whole decade of the 90s actually, being thrashed and punished every single day at every sport, particularly table tennis. And um, I'm actually grateful that for those thrashings now because they made me the, the table tennis player I am. <laughs> did you, did you have a table at home? Yes, and yes, I have a table here, but I am I'm a bad sport. I I need to I'm I'm working on my temper. But um <laughs> I do love it. It's my favorite sport. It's my only sport really. Oh, and me, that's true. Oh, I love it. I so I've been I played when I was about eleven and then played in like little kind of tournaments and le- I used to play in a league every week and stuff. But oh, but then I went well, I'm okay, but then I went like twenty years we've got a table now and it's just the best thing and I'm like teaching my kids to play we're not teaching them just playing with them a bit you know really and it's it's such a a great uh, sport for kids as well to get into I think it is my kids have big tantrums but um (laughs) it it is good for them but we got a table tennis robot oh I want one how is that is that good it just spits the balls out into and you put a net up the other end of the table and you and you can just like hit 200 balls in a couple of minutes that's proper cool. Can you like control what kind of spin it puts out as well? Uh, spin um, that you can control the speed and the direction and everything like that. I'm not sure if you can control the spin. I'll have to check that. I do need yeah, to work on my spin. That's cool though. Before before getting a table as well, I was very sadly I used to play table tennis in virtual reality as well because I didn't have a table. Very sad and wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun, you know, and it's, you can even play it with. You can play it with other people online as well through virtual reality. Okay. So I was playing like someone in Sweden or something. It's really good. Are we going to do it then? Yeah, we should do it. We should do it. Have you got any virtual reality? We could do like proper England Australia no. match. We need to buy something, some some gear. <laughs> do it, and then we can play. That'd be okay. fun. Okay, all right. Well, I think we probably don't want to bother people with our table tennis <laughs> no. and our anymore but let's do that <laughs> let's do it okay let's do it um right you have a, a background in psychology i believe can you can you tell me about that and your journey you know to documentary family photography okay um yes i was a fully registered psychologist back ooh, like 12 years ago now um and i worked in that for a couple of years before i had a family and then i didn't go back after that i had I came to photography via a cake business. <laughs> oh wow! Cool. <laughs> called Eat a Rainbow, and I only made um, like the you know those layered rainbow cakes when uh, you cut them open and there are all the different layers of the rainbow inside. Oh wow! Cool. That's yeah. That's the business I had, and I, I only made that one cake. I couldn't do anything else. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> a very specialized cake business. That's niche, cool though. Very niche. <laughs> really. Um, and then so I did that for about five years and then about six years ago I um, picked up a camera and taught myself and I started shooting documentary family style work predominantly day in the life and uh, since then I have um, also started doing some commercial work so taking the the skills and the philosophies from documentary family stuff to brands who want to have authentic kind of family storytelling imagery um it's cool yeah um it pays a little bit better than (laughs) family work oh does it yeah is that what you did last week when you said you were finally shooting or was that a family uh, shoot no no last week it was i was photographing a factory that makes roof racks and tow bars (laughs) oh right (laughs) paid rather well but I, I like having a combination. I like having all different aspects to my business. I think I'd go a bit crazy if I just did one thing. That's and then, true. It keeps it fresh. Yeah. And it diversifies your kind of income pots as well, which is so important really? these days. So, so important. And, yeah, and then I also had um, 
last year I had a photography conference in Miami that I ran with my friend Blimi, who lives in America, for documentary family photographers. But that oh yeah, this, the storytellers is that the storytellers photo conference, isn't it? It is. Yes. Yes. Cool. We didn't what, have I was going to ask you about that. You well, didn't have, have table tennis, no. <laughs> no, we did. Well, I booked a resort that had one table tennis table by the pool, but we didn't have eighteen tables or whatever, like at the one, and we didn't have a tournament like at the one you were at. But um, it was still good. It's still I okay. Bet that table was popular though. That table must have been. It popular. was with me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask you about that. So now you mention it, it's good to ask. Um, anyway, yeah. So how did that come about? You, you, you founding that? You know what? What's the story of of that? It's pretty silly, actually, because uh, I haven't been to a photography conference or a conference or run an event um, or met my business partner. She, um, her name's Blamey T. She's a documentary family photographer in Wisconsin. She contacted me to ask me to help her cull some photos and I, I didn't know who she was at the time but we started chatting a little bit and said how good it would be if there was a place we could all um, come together once a year for learning and um, getting to know each other and I said oh you should do it and she said oh maybe I will and then I said oh do you want to do it and then <laughs> we did it we had 100 people in May wow. in Miami at Miami Beach last year and it was amazing it was that is so cool. to ahead. Yeah, we had sold it out again um, for May just past, uh, but unfortunately we had to cancel because of COVID and mm. we're just waiting, waiting to figure out when we can bring that back. Oh, anyway. that's such a bummer, isn't it? All those, yeah, those conferences and just meetups like that. I'm just missing so <laughs> much. But that's so cool how you just went for it and just made a conference without any kind of... Like that, Alan. Yeah, I don't do things like that. I don't even know which version of me that was that did that. It's, um, <laughs> it's, ex it's ex bizarre. Good things and exciting things happen when you just go for things in general, I think. I think so. I, I, now I know that I've, I've spent most of my life not taking too many risks like that or backing myself. But, um, yeah, it, it really taught me a lot about how much discomfort and, uh, risk I'm willing to sit with for something I care about. That's cool. Were you nervous? Kind of like just, you know, putting yes. the event together and hoping like people going to find, you know, want to come to this. It must be yes, just I quite scary. I, yeah, I'm total pessimist. At every step of the way, I thought it was going to be terrible. <laughs> wow. um, even when I was there, I had to make an opening speech, and I like I I do not like a bunch. I do not like a whole room full of people looking at me. I know you've spoken at lots of. Oh, I don't like it though either. Oh, I don't it's, like it. It's the worst thing that could happen to me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I did have a Valium and a whiskey beforehand, nice. and I did okay. <laughs> <laughs> I should do that, you know, because I get so nervous really? of speaking. I really should do it. You really should. Just like a, a half a Valium and a little nip is, it makes you feel so capable. <laughs> I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to put that in my contract or so it may be. I'm proud of you. I'm proud that I've turned you towards prescription drugs and alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> but, but honestly, that is such a big deal to have created, you know, and, and co-created an event like that. Um, it must be, it must have been such a buzz just to see, even get that first person sign up. And then, you know, when you sell it out yeah. as well, and then, and then to actually physically be in that place to have all these people there together. And, and partly because of something that, that you've done or a big reason of what you've done. And that's such a cool thing. It really is. It's so nice to hear you reflect it back like that. You, you know, I, I forget. So I appreciate you recognizing that it was it was a, a really identity forming thing for me. Well, it is a huge I, deal. It's a huge deal. And, yeah, and I know you've um, starting this is reportage family has been a huge deal, no doubt for you this year. I'm very glad yes. you have. No, oh, thank you, and thank you for being such a big part. Oh, Sorry? have you been thinking about it for a little while or it's was all, it? It's, it's, it's always been, I mean, to, to be totally honest, it's always something that has kind of been on the radar, but, you know, it was this kind of COVID year, which kind of was a catalyst to make it happen when it did, to, you know, it really was. Yeah, um, good. I mean, because I'm obviously a predom I'm predominant. I call oh, that good things come out of the pandemic. I call them pandemic fruit. 
Oh, okay. that's a good way of saying it. <laughs> it's true, isn't it? That's what, yeah, that's what it is. The community you're creating is definitely fruit. Oh, thank you. And it's lovely. Thank you for being such a big part of it. And um, I mean, at the time of this recording, which is early November, yeah, 2020, I had to look down at my calendar then to see which month I'm in. I think I should know what month I'm in. Um, but you're currently leading our overall worldwide ranking on this reportage oh. family as well. <laughs> I know, but it's... <laughs> That's silly. I know, but it's awesome. Yeah, you've won <laughs> what seven seven Reportage Family Awards and four Family Story Awards already. We've only had two awards collections, so it's a big deal. And so, firstly, I just want to say congrats. And um, secondly, you. secondly, if some mad podcast interviewer put you on the spot and said, "How do you get so good at documenting families?" <laughs> what would your answer be? <laughs> Tell us oh, your secret. Well, that's really easy to answer. I would just say. Um, I don't feel good at all. I feel like most of my photos are rubbish. Um, but I would say the uh, just thinking most of my photos are rubbish might be what <laughs> drives me to keep trying and keep growing. Um, I am very, very hard on myself, and I, I don't. I don't think that's a bad thing. But I don't know. I just spend a lot of time trying to figure out what's wrong with my photos after like every shoot. The most important thing is figuring out why I consistently stuffed up, um, <laughs> as we all do with most of the photos we take. Um, That's true. Yeah, especially if you saw mine. I mean, you would be yeah, kin kindred <laughs> spirit there. You would be horrified and I would be embarrassed, <laughs> as we all should be, you know. Um, but I don't think I'm I, – I think I've gotten – if anything, I've just gotten really good at um, culling and cutting <laughs> everything back that's rubbish. Um, that is an important skill, though, isn't it? We laugh about it, but it is an important yeah. part of it. Yeah. Yeah. Everything – for me, everything is out until it's in. <laughs> everything is rubbish until it's not. <laughs> have you, or, uh, you said maybe you're a bit pessimistic. Have you, you know, have you ever gone through a period where you've looked at your work and been like, well, actually, you know, I, I can really do this. I am pretty good. You know, or, or are you always kind of down on it? I would never want to think that. <laughs> no, I would never want to think that. No, no, no. I always think that my next shoot is my biggest failure. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> I'm like, oh well, this is the one that you're gonna get found out on. Um, uh, it was a good run, did okay, but the game's up. <laughs> oh, do you uh, know? What? I tot I totally relate to that. That kind of imposter syndrome type thing. Yeah, yeah. It's fine. It's me. I it's, I don't try to change it. Um, I actually find comfort in, like. I remember someone said to me once, I, I said, oh, I'm so nervous about this shoot I'm doing. And my friend said to me, oh, don't worry. You, you, you've probably, probably already fucked it up anyway, so just, <laughs> just do it. And that actually is comforting to me. Just takes all the, oh, you, I don't know. It's the, I'm the opposite of think positive mentality. I don't try to change my negative thinking. I just make friends with it and try to make it sound silly and try not to um, become part of it, but it's, it's never, it's not going anywhere. Like, but I, but I mean, I think that's what, um, for me, that's what success is. It, it's success is not an award. Um, n no offense to your awards. No, of course, <laughs> of course, no, of course. <laughs> this is reportage awards are brilliant, but my, my <laughs> definition of success is, is not a good photo or an award or even a happy client. Like those things are bonuses to me. Success is purely nothing more than um, a willingness to make friends with, with discomfort and negative thinking for the sake of something that I value. Um, so, you know, the most successful thing you can do is have a terrible shoot and then turn up again the next day willing to try just as hard like that is pure success to me and the, the other things the you know the accolades if they come are just bonuses so um, that's very I, even cool. though I laugh my, even though I'm laughing about how I'm you know really hard on myself I I don't I mean I know it's <laughs> I know it's not ideal to have an attitude like that but it it works okay for me because I don't I don't let it make my decisions for me 
Well, yeah, well, exactly. And it's proper acceptance with who you are. And it means that you, and the thing is, you're not quitting. Like every, a lot of people will just kind of quit, not, but you're going and you're getting to the next shoot and you're aiming to be better than what you were last time. And it keeps you just strong and getting better, I guess, as well. It really does. And it keeps, you know, it's nice to have low expectations of yourself. As well. <laughs> <laughs> like that, that way, if you get some good photos, you're like, oh, no. I, you know, bonus, my, bonus. Yeah, I didn't totally screw it up. I hope one of my, know, um, I hope this podcast isn't been listening to by potential clients. Gonna, <laughs> you're not going to share it. You're not going to share it now, are you? It's <laughs> kind of reverse um, marketing sometimes helps because people are so used to hearing this, you know, um, over exaggerated faux confidence and in mm. and and they don't buy it. Um, so I, nice. I don't try. I don't try to. Um, I don't try to sell it. That's that's proper cool. Have you always been like that? You know, have and that's a real confidence in yourself, really. And you know, a lot of photographers start and they have to think, oh, I have to be doing it like photographer down the road. I have to project this kind of um, massive confidence and like I'm, I'm, you know, so good at what I do. Have you? Did you ever begin like that? And then you kind of transition to thinking more like yourself, or have you just always been yourself from the get go? I try to find language to market myself that. That 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 uh, it's hard. It, this is why it takes me forever to write anything for social media or an email because it's trying to find that place of being authentic, but also needing to sell myself. And I, I try to find it. It's it's a hard mark to hit, but um, you can. Well, I think. You have a perfect balance because uh, you, you, your personality comes across so much in, in your copy that you write. It really does. So because I knew this was going to be a I, we've never spoken or never met or anything. Um, I, I just knew this is going to be a fun interview because partly from from what you write. Um, and, and what, well, it's, it's true. Honestly, it's true. And, and, and part of that is just, you know, you know you're sat, you've got at that moment that thousand piece jigsaw available of your, your COVID <laughs> rainbow series. Um, but just, I just love the last line on your product page where you say, um, challenging enough for the whole family to work on, but not so hard that you want to throw things at the wall. I thought that was, that was genius. That's so good. I puzzles that are so hard that you hate them and you curse at them and swear at them. But, um, yeah, I, that line probably took me like two hours to think up. So, well, it was worth it. It was worth it. <laughs> Thank you. It's great. I love it. Um, and whilst I just mentioned that, can you know, can you tell maybe someone who may, who's listening maybe don't know about your COVID rainbow photo series, and you know, perhaps explain to listeners just just what that is, what those images are. Yes. Um, so back in lockdown number one. I lost all my work, lost Storytellers Photo Conference. Um, I started thinking about families spending lots of time together exclusively in their houses and I, I started to think a, a little bit from an anthropological perspective about how when, when individuals spend a lot of time together in groups, they sort of can blend in, become like each other and their identities merge a little bit and... Um, I thought this up in the shower and I came out and I um, said, <laughs> I want to take a photo where we're all wearing exactly the same color because I thought that might be a way to represent that sameness that can come from ex spending extended periods of time together. Um, and Did your I family think you're mad or is that the kind of... Yeah, like well, no, they just used to that. And <laughs> usually they would be quite uncooperative, but I think like they felt sorry for had lost all my work so they yeah. did agree <laughs> and a pity thought, gig it was a pity gig for them <laughs> okay mom <laughs> a pity gig and they thought it was just a one-off um and I kind of thought it was a one-off too but then there was an element of togetherness and bonding over it but largely there was high high conflict um <laughs> And it was rather unpleasant at times. And then, <laughs> like the neighbors probably heard us, you know, carrying on. And it was it was shot in the driveway. So basically, for for seven different colors, we um, found whatever we could in the house and dressed all in one color for each photo. We had props to match the colors, and weirdly it went kind of low level viral on the internet, which I still don't really get why but it got shared like 75,000 times on Facebook and I got wow. like 40,000 new Instagram followers in like a week 
Wow, that's amazing. It was weird. And, um, yeah, anyway, so I... I uh, in in the second lockdown, I got I got the pictures made into a puzzle for my kids to do. Um, they didn't give a shit about doing it. By the way, I just <laughs> did it by myself. By my have they com- have they completed it at least once? Have they done? No, it? they didn't care about it. They think the whole thing is like even my thirteen year old daughter thinks it's a bit embarrassing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> some, some parents from school have bought puzzles, and she's like, "Oh, mom, that's so cringe." <laughs> um, <laughs> um, and it is a little bit. There's something a bit cringy about selling puzzles with, you know, my face on it six times. But um, <laughs> strangely, when I posted the video of just the one puzzle that I bought for my family, a bunch of like heaps of people started asking me if they could buy a puzzle, and I thought, well, I've, I'm not working at the moment. I haven't got any money coming in. I'll take, you know, I'll take what I can get. So yeah. I, yeah, I ordered a couple of hundred of them and. Um, They've been going to all different parts of the world. That must be really. That must be really quite surreal for you. It's proper cool, but so quite surreal. Proper, proper surreal or proper cool. Yeah, it's 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 bizarro. I. Oh, it's- if you had shown me this puzzle this time last year and said you will be selling this puzzle with your face on it six times to people around the world, I would just <laughs> I would just have laughed at you. It's you could never. I could never have expected or predicted anything so weird no, and great no. <laughs> yeah and great as well it's proper cool yeah. proper unique um and if anyone's listening to this now i'll include you know go ahead to this reportage.com or this reportage family.com and I'll, I'll include a link it'd be a great christmas present that jigsaw puzzle would be a great <laughs> i'm gonna send you one Oh, I'd love that. I would love it. And I thinking <laughs> about it right now. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, that'd be ace, and I would do it. We're funnily enough, my fa- me and my family at the moment are doing like I think a five hundred uh, Super Mario jigsaw. I you know that's just that we do like day to day. So that would be cool to do your thousand piece one. Yeah, give it a go. I've puzzles have kept me comp- sane, uh, sane this locked this lockdown. I I don't know what I would have done without them. So that's cool. I'm going to send you. Oh, I'd love it. Honestly, that would be awesome. <laughs> um, right, right, let's let's change tack slightly. Let's change tack. Okay, let's do it. Okay. Um, when you've reached old, when you've reached old age, bro, right, um, and you're looking oh, back at your novelty question, is this the, what, like, is this the wild card novelty question that I could never? have? <laughs> <laughs> there's going to be lots of these i got i got loads of these i just like it it's fun um yeah when, when you've reached old age and you're looking back at your life what would you like to think about the life you've led um can i say that it was not shit <laughs> yes that's very good yeah <laughs> um, that's my short answer that it was not shit um what would I like to think about the life I led? Uh, well, that's pretty simple, and I pretty much already said it. I just would like to think that I made myself uncomfortable for the things that I valued and that I let my values make my decisions for me uh, and nothing else. That's um, such a cool way to live life. It is yes. very cool. And I don't know what my, and my values now will not be what they are in a year or five years or ten years. Um, but I just hope that I live in a way that I keep checking in with the things I do value and that I don't waste my energy on the things I don't and that I travel a lot and make myself a bit scared in strange places because <laughs> I'm and um, Have you been to England? Be- yes, I've been twice. I've been- I haven't been to Cornwall, though. I've only uh-huh. been to... And twice. Um, okay, you should come. It's nice. It's beaches and stuff. Really, no, probably not as nice as your beaches, but yeah. Well, Melbourne Beach is pretty rubbish. But um, I grew up in Queensland and um, near the Gold Coast, where the beaches are nice. But I, I don't mind. I would like to come to uh, Cornwall. I've always wanted to. Oh, but, I do you? Very welcome. You can. You stay. We've got a table tennis table. Table tennis if table. If you have a table tennis, I will. I yeah. will accept your invitation. <laughs> I may um, humiliate you, but. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, we've got to play at some point right in some time in life we have to play Australian, yeah we we owe it to our countries because yeah. of our long sports rivalry um you can play for england play for australia yeah 
Okay, we'll do it. We'll do it. No, but honestly, I think that's a great way to think um, and, and to live your life. It, it really is. It's awesome. I'm going to go on to something slightly different as well. Do you I... have a favorite? Do you have a favorite joke? Oh, shit. No, I don't. I can <laughs> I can never remember. I do, but I'm one of those people that when I hear a joke, I, I immediately forget it. Uh, yeah, I only have like a couple in my head. Come know. on. Well, just <laughs> one that I <laughs> one that I always think of is um, oh, I'm, I'm not going to be able to, oh, what is it? Uh, oh yeah, how um, how do you find Will Smith in the snow? I don't know. How do I? You look for the Fresh Prince. <laughs> That's that bad, terrible. isn't it? But I like. It. Yeah, I know. Great. It was terrible, and it was great. Yeah, I loved that show in the nineties. I was a big fan of that after school. Yeah, it's cool, isn't it? It's cool. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to do another quick fire one. Well, it doesn't have to be quick fire, but what okay. would be your last? What would, what would be your last meal on death row? Ooh, um, Macca's. <laughs> what? what? McDonald's. Oh, McDonald's. Did he say Mac? Oh, yes, I love. Are, are you? Macca's here. Do you call it Macca's? Yes, we do sometimes. I think you said Macca's at first, then, so I was just Mac-a's. confused. But Macca's also not very like you know cool. But I love cheeseburgers so much. Ah, that is the best answer. I love McDonald's. I'm always go to a McDonald's <laughs> after a wedding at like two o'clock in the morning. Yes, yes, you sh- you 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 have to. Do you? What yeah. do you get? My favorite is a cheeseburger, and I get um, chicken nuggets and put the chicken nuggets in the cheeseburger, oh. and it's called it's called a McGangbang. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> this is Did- did, did you name did you name that or is that a known thing yeah i think it's a known thing and um, i think <laughs> a friend but oh my i, I love that McDonald's. once when i'd had a few drinks i did order a mcgangbang from and the girl at Marcus knew what it was so wow it's a known thing then that's so funny i've never <laughs> yeah. heard that <laughs> see if it's a known thing in your country <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to ask for it. I'm gonna have to ask for it after after a wedding. Once, once I shoot a wedding again or anything. But um, yeah, I love it. Honestly, I love McDonald's. Um, I, I just post about it all the time on my social media after weddings and stuff. Yeah, two o'clock, three o'clock in the morning. But I have um a chicken legend with hot and spicy mayo. That's my choice. A chicken what? A chicken legend. Yeah. Do you have that in Australia? Oh, well, we have a mick chicken. Is that? It's probably you, similar. Yeah, it's just like a chicken breast with, you know, coated sure. and stuff. That and... sounds way fancier than, than a <laughs> chicken. <laughs> Your fancy English, Donald. Oh, yes, that's us. We are. We are. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. I love it. M- 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 we've spoken about table tennis and McDonald's, which are two of my biggest <laughs> loves in life, honestly. Yeah. I love it. Um, let's go back to the photography. <laughs> cool. um, you know, what is it about capturing family life that you love so much? You know, what draws you to it personally? Um, well, lots of things. Uh, I think like one of the things I've been thinking about lately is the accuracy of our memories. And I was talking to my dad a little while ago and he, he, he sometimes says, things regretful things that he wished that he did more with us as kids or he wished he played with us more and it's strange because my brothers and I remember him as being incredibly hands-on always playing with us always doing stuff for for us but he has this story in in his head uh of inadequacy and we don't really have that many we don't have the photos to to show him otherwise I think that you know as parents when we 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 live our lives through stories and we often have a story about ourselves as, oh, I don't, you know, I don't play with kids enough. I don't give them enough attention. I don't work hard enough, whatever. And then often when you see a, a book of images of how much you do give and how much, how hard you do work, um, which you may not be noticing throughout the day, having that reflected back to you um, is a really powerful reframe sometimes um, and I just, I just, I like being a storyteller. I like helping people honor, um, and elevate the, the full spectrum of their family life. Not just, you know, not just the comfortable and, um, happy moments, but I really, my, my greatest passion is really, um, the full spectrum and, and really trying to elevate 
all of those aspects and help people recognize that, you know, the, the challenging um, times, the times when you're struggling, the times when you're frustrated, those, those are part of family life and they should be documented and recognized and validated just as much as all the other, as all the other things. That's so true, isn't it? That's so cool hearing about it like that it's such a great advocate for the whole genre really and it is it makes me listening to you there it makes me like yeah i want my i want my family photographed i want it done you know it's well it's, yeah it's so i want important. to come there and do it oh do it do it I, oh, that would be so cool come <laughs> you get shoot. me mcdonald's it's free oh, okay <laughs> it's, it's a done deal i'm at gangbang is gonna be waiting <laughs> Oh, no, I can't say that the gangbang is going to be waiting for you. That's, if people <laughs> tune in halfway through, that would be like, what? It would be really bad. <laughs> but I That's so funny, though. That's so funny. Um, yeah, and I like the way, and I was going to ask you about, you mentioned it already in that bit, how you don't just photograph, you know, the happy moments. You know, for instance, you'll capture kids crying or parents getting a bit frustrated and so forth. And that is so important to capture, isn't it? Because that is real life. That's all part of us and our, our kind of, relationships with each other it's not all just joy and happiness really. all the time yeah it's it's really powerful to have someone else um show that to you in a way that you can't you, you you just couldn't recognize yourself like there's something about the distance of seeing yourself in a photo or in a photo book that really helps you step outside of, of all the noise in your head and see your life and people in your, in your life and the way you all um, interact with each other. And, and just, a, you know, even if it's just a slightly shifted uh, way of seeing yourself, then that's success for me. That's very cool. And I, I like the way you've, you've mentioned a couple of times about what success is for you. And that is, it's, it's often a question that I ask is what does success mean to you? So I've not even had to ask it and you've answered it. It's so good. <laughs> I love it. Um, and, but, you know, you know, like capturing stuff like kind of tantrums or maybe some parents getting like, occasionally bickering or being frustrated or something. Do you ever get, you know, clients, the, the parents turn to you and say, oh, you know, please don't photograph this. Do you ever get that? Hardly ever. Hardly ever. I, and I, I put that down to um, finding the right clients and the work I show. You know, my favorite thing to photograph is tension. And <laughs> like I have to like sometimes I look at my Instagram feed and everything just looks kind of depressed and <laughs> like, um, I, but I, because I am very drawn to photographing that more than I am drawn to, to photographing, you know, joy. And, um, I do show a lot of that work. So I, I think people expect that I will take photographs of that. That's but so having said that, having said that, I, you know, if, if there is, tension I do or conflict particularly between a couple I I don't my first concern is to be respectful um mm. of their comfort like you know that's way more important than my desire to to yeah. get that photo so I I often I can just pick it up and I'll, I will maybe move back a little take my camera down for a little while and if I sense that it's still okay I'll maybe take a couple of photos from a little bit further back. And if I sense that's okay, then I'll maybe I'll come in a little bit closer. It's really not something you could ever know unless you're, you're there. But I, I, mm. I do sometimes have, like, I don't, I don't really um, like to know much about what I'm photographing before I go in. I don't, I don't have like a questionnaire or anything like that. Oh, that's um, interesting. But, yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, no, I don't. I'm very disorganized like that. I I prefer <laughs> to be pretty blind, but I I do often have a conversation about um, just asking level of comfort with with those um, with with those maybe uncomfortable moments. And most mm. people, most people, if they're my right client, and most people are, they're all like, yeah, yeah, we want it all, we want everything. So, but but I still I still I still don't want anyone to think that I'm being disrespectful of their of their moment or no, their space. I totally understand that. Yeah. And as as you kind of say, it's kind of like each situation is different and you're reading the situations and, and the different people um, and knowing what's right or what's not to do. And that's what I, something, again, that I find so interesting about what we do is that, you know, photography is just one small part of it. A huge part of it is that kind of is people yeah. and how we are with other people. And yeah, yeah I mean, and yeah, exactly. 
for your day in the life sessions, especially, you know, you're spending a lot of time with a family, you know, do you have any, do you have any tips or advice for getting families to, you know, quickly feel at ease with your presence, you know, for them to be natural and themselves? Yes, I find that curiosity and spending the, like, the first, well, for me, because I, because I spend like eight to 10 hours, I don't really plan to take a lot of photos initially. I spend a lot of time at the start being like ridiculously curious about the the family what and what I'm seeing if I'm seeing a kid do something in particular I'll say oh is that something he normally does and then I'll ask it I'm trying to find about find out about the history of behaviors the history of relationships I always ask how people meet and I'm I'm genuinely I get carried away with my curiosity about um people as individuals and 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 also about their relationships within the family so i i i find that you know once people get a sense from me that their story like really matters to me which it deeply does um there's a level of trust that comes with that that you know within a couple of hours hopefully get where they can feel like i'm just you know one of them it doesn't always happen but Mostly. I don't use a lot of photos from the first little while because I am investing a lot in talking and asking a lot of questions and hopefully just, Mm. you know, gaining that rapport. And a lot of that I think comes from having worked as a psychologist as well. Um, that, that, That has set me up well for developing rapport quickly. Yeah, that must have helped, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. But you must have, yeah, I was going to, I just wondered, yeah, how much is from studying psychology yourself, but then, but then, but just the new being naturally you as well? It's, I guess it's a big mix. I don't know. I, I do. I mean, even though I haven't worked as a psychologist for, you know, 12 years, I, I have never stopped reading the articles and the textbooks. I, I, it's still just as much a part of my life now it's just not my it's just not my, I'm just not counseling people anymore so I I do think that matters um there's a quote from one of my favorite photographers uh Sebastio Salgado I think and a young photographer asked him um what his advice was for photographers starting out and he said you know go out and study philosophy, sociology, anthropology, um, psychology, you know, invest your time in studying those things. Anyone can kind of learn the ins and outs of how to work a camera, but, but those, those um, wider fields of study are what will make a good photographer. So I told that to my mom anyway when I was telling her that I wasn't going to use my six years of studying. That <laughs> 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 like, I wasn't going to be a psychologist anymore. <laughs> Uh, and I really do think I would. Quote that. Quote. <laughs> I that wasn't. A, I I totally paraphrased it. Um, okay, <laughs> it's still good. Um, it's a good paraphrase. I, it wasn't a quote. I paraphrased it. But but the the point was, yeah, you know, widen your your thinking and your mind in all the ways you can, and that that's what makes a good photographer. So. Mm-hmm. Totally, I totally agree, and that's great advice. What? So, just going back to when you, when you called, kind of told your mom um, that you weren't going to do anything more with psychology and become well, not directly, because what you're doing is still to do with you know what it really you studied. Is, yeah, it is. But oh. was what was she? What did she? You know, was she? She must be proud of what you've done, though. Your work. <laughs> How long have you got? This is. <laughs> um, hi, mom. I I don't. I mean, yes, she's proud. Yeah. <laughs> my parents are very proud I mean of course you know when tens of thousands of dollars in and and you know what was six years of study in a career and then you don't you know you you don't use it anymore after a year or two of doing it of course there's Hmm. of course there's you know parental concern (laughs) but they are proud they're 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 proud of me and they're they're proud of that I did the, the the storytellers Oh yeah. Photographers, I think that was really the first time they really realized that I was, you know, invested in taking this career seriously. So that was nice. Oh, that's that's proper cool. That's lovely to hear. Um, but also, as you say, yeah, you 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 did six years, but as we we just said, you are still using all those skills that you learned in what you're doing now. You really all are. The time. Yeah, mm. all the time. I, um, 
it, it, the, the, the type of photography, uh, sorry, the type of psychology that um, I was practicing is called narrative psychology. And it really, it, it, the, it, the theory underpinning it was that we all live our lives by the stories we have about ourselves and the stories we have about others. And often our brains are primed to collect evidence for those stories we have and we don't even notice or encode um, a lot of the events that don't fit with those those stories that we've decided are true. And so the thing I love about photographing families is helping people see those moments and those interactions and events that they miss because they don't fit with their story about themselves or their kids. Right. So like um, uh, the example I was saying the other day was about a kid who might not be traditionally affectionate in, in the sense of giving bear hugs and saying I love you, but they might have another way of showing affection um, that is not noticed so much because the parents have a story about that kid as being the not affectionate one. And then so if I hear parents say something like that about a child, I'll then file that away and deliberately try to notice ways that child shows affection that might not fit with the stereotypical um, right. idea of affection and so you know little things like that I that, that that definitely comes from my psychology background I really do try to document the stories I hear um, parents telling me but I also try to look for exceptions to those stories as well right. to show them like a slightly shifted just just to to widen or thicken their idea about themselves and people in their life it's 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 you know i'm rarely successful in this regard but that is that's the ultimate for me it's it's that's, um that's a yeah. great oh and that's so cool again that's so inspirational to hear <laughs> because it is though because i think a lot of people uh, i can you know a lot of people can look at documentary family photography at just face value of always some you know nice photos of kind of us together but when you're talking about it like that you know it's just so it's so much more deeper there's so many different layers and it's such a such a rewarding thing to do you know obviously you know i you know I, my background is in wedding photography and obviously that is important but then when i when i'm thinking of family Family photography you know a big part of me thinks this is this is so much actually more important in a way than weddings <laughs> you know it is weddings is one day in kind of someone's life obviously obviously it's important and the images will get looked at for generations to come and whatnot but the work that you're kind of doing as a documentary family photography you know these are real people's just their everyday life and it can it, as you say it can reflect their their relationships and it's just in a way just so much more meaningful you know I oh, I love hearing the excitement in your voice saying that. Like <laughs> the, your excitement is being contagious back onto me, and I'm, and this conversation is helping me remember um, what why I love doing it because I haven't done it. I haven't shot a family since like March, so uh, it's yeah. a timely conversation to help me remember mm. why. Have I you got any? Doing have you got any coming up at all? Oh, you do. Yeah, cool. yeah. I have a bunch. I haven't been out like actually. Well, in February, I had blocked all of March and April to um, for family shoots because I knew I needed that time to give to the conference in May. Oh, yeah. So I, I didn't. I had, I had blocked it all out. But um, I do have a bunch coming up that I'm well, excited and nervous forward. about. Yeah, I was yeah, going to say, are you nervous? Because the long for me, you know, the longer really, I go between, I'm pretty sure I know I'm going to screw them up, so it's fine. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> I love that. I love that. That's so yeah, cool. Yeah, it really works. <laughs> uh, right, let's let's change tack again slightly. Um, I guess it's kind of linked to what you've just said. But um, have you ever made any really memorable mistakes at all? Oh, I bloody hope so. Um, <laughs> uh, Anything that springs to mind specifically? I love hearing about people's mistakes, not just because I'm kind of some weird sadist, because I make them all the time. I just find it very interesting. It is very interesting. Um, oh, Jesus. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, or I just know that I make mistakes, like, constantly in every single shoot, like, all the time. 
Um, cool. and, and, and I actually know that I can't get to the photo I want to make until I make a bunch of really of crappy ones. Like I, like I hope to make lots of mistakes. Um, That's a great way of looking at things. It is though. Yeah. It really, it yeah. really is. Um, like I make lots of mistakes. Like I say dumb things and like make people feel awkward and like, I mean, I say inappropriate things a lot that, <laughs> <laughs> um, I try not to do that in in my shoots, but I do. Like, um, it's just you, though, isn't it? If you didn't, then we we you'd be doing like a censored version of yourself, and, and yeah, then it yeah. wouldn't be you. It's just so good. Yeah. I've always think in life in general, let alone business and photography, that doesn't matter. You know, well, it does, but just in life in general, it is so important just to be you, whatever that is. You know, yes, so. we, need, we all just need to desensitize ourselves to imperfection and just accept mm. that we are constantly fucking up everything all the time and totally. then we'll all be fine yeah that's so true and, <laughs> and maybe and, and it is so true and I totally believe that and maybe I should have that in my mind more and then I just be kind of less nervous about things like obviously I was nervous about starting this talk with you um and I'm Me nervous too. for each shoot and stuff but then if as you say if you have that in your mentality that maybe you know this is going to be awful or right? it's, it's next time you get nervous you just call me up and I'll reassure you that you're definitely going to screw it up and then you'll be fine it really works <laughs> oh, my God. oh right so funny. I, I won't be putting out a self-help book anytime soon <laughs> <laughs> um let's go i i love it i'm loving this um, one one of your specific reportage family awards that i love is of a girl um she's like in semi silhouette on a kind of rope swing i think it looks like and she's like beautifully composed between oh, the tree branches and the daughter. bright yeah. blue sky yeah. i love it it's such a great shot can um can you tell us about that shot at all yes i uh i lay down in some dirt I was not dressed for laying down in dirt. It was windy. I had a, like a dress on and like it was blowing, but I didn't care about it at the time because I saw that tiny, for me, the first thing I'll notice when I see something good is the background and I'm like, okay, well, how can we make this clean? And there was literally no other way. There's a, there's a very small slice of sky there in between um, the branches of the trees and I knew it was not going to be a photo at all unless she was completely clean in that blue sky space between all the branches and so I just figured out that the only way it was going to work was going to be lying down and trying to make my abs can you do that when you're lying down and you have to like you yeah, like I don't have any muscle tone, so I find it really hard to, <laughs> <laughs> to photograph lying on my back, trying to hold myself up, and trying, hoping that my abs will keep me still enough to get to get the photo. So um, <laughs> it's good exercise, the end, isn't it? In a way, the end of that story. <laughs> <laughs> that's so cool that and so, it's so cool I think a lot of people you know myself included a lot of times sometimes just forget about the background and it can it, the way your subject is placed um you know within the background so it's not overlapping and things it's a big deal well, I, I mean I didn't expect that to work I thought that was a very long shot but um it, it was a lot that that was lucky uh you're very modest though aren't you? you are modest <laughs> no, but it's that's just true <laughs> so, because nothing is like it really is very lucky there's there such a small space there and for me I would have thrown that photo out even if her, a tiny bit of her foot was um encroaching on on the shadow of the tree like it mm. it, it would it had to be perfect but then exactly but then that's not luck because you knew what kind why and how you wanted to capture it in that way what specifically you didn't want and what you wanted so it's not luck you were there to get that capture and you got it Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. No, but it's, very, very intentionally accepted your compliment. <laughs> oh no but I get it and I kind of hear some you know just a little bit of myself in you because I often say things are luck and and I do feel like that but then you know when someone says once well but but then when someone says back to you you know what how you've done it for that specific reason then it's it's not luck really it's not part intention part you know part intention and part luck (laughs) like all shots like that rely on an element of luck unless you can make the person do that thing for 10 hours until you you know until you get it Mm, I guess partly but you are you're massively increasing your luck uh by having that 
technique and in knowing fact. what you want to capture mm, that intent I, I will accept that uh, okay yes, thank you okay oh we will come to it <laughs> <laughs> I won't compliment you anymore on that shot. We will come to an agreement. <laughs> you know, do not discuss the puzzles and you've exceeded your compliment quota. <laughs> um, that's funny. I know, okay, I know that I like this question as well. I know this is probably, you know, a really hard question, but maybe, but uh, just like all the others are really easy, but no, no. This, um, can you think, is there a certain photo that you've taken that's had some kind of lasting impact? You know, perhaps that impact has been on your career or your confidence or your direction or just an image that's just particularly memorable to you for some reason? Mm, um, I, I don't, I, yeah, so a, a, a few years ago I started to make <clears throat> um, portraits and I know, I know we, I don't, um, I know this is reportage. <laughs> it's okay. Was, You're allowed. <laughs> can I? Okay. So, no. <laughs> well, I've been working a lot on incorporating documentary portraits or environmental portraits or whatever you want to call them into my sessions. And it's the only time where I do pause and give direction and, and feel that real sense of um, exchange and collaboration with the person who's letting me take their photo and um, there's one photo of like a teenage boy looking up at me from in a pool, um, in a swimming, swimming pool at night time um, that I took maybe two years ago and it was really, it, it really had an impact on me because it was the first moment where I really, like that, that kid was in a family and when I'd gotten there that day, like maybe eight hours earlier, I... I think the little sister mentioned something like, oh, my brother doesn't really want you here or something like, you know, not many teenage boys <laughs> really like the idea of eight hours of family photography. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's true. Um, so that's how we started the day. And then I, you know, I spent a lot of the day trying to gain his respect or trust, but just, you know, um, I was gentle with how I photographed him for most of the day and, and, and kept my distance. And then there was a moment like quite late in the evening where I sensed that he was willing to, to give me something a, a little bit more. And so I asked him for that portrait and the way he stared into my lens in that moment and gave me a part of himself really like still – I'm really proud of that. I, I'm I'm proud of that because it reminds me how important it is to earn people's respect to the point where they're they're willing to to give you a piece of themselves in that in that moment, give you their truth, and that's really got me hooked on portraits um, as part of my sessions. That's so cool. I do I do I do I don't ever want to forget the importance of gaining people's respect in that way and making them feel like they're part of part of um the process with me that's proper cool oh it's so that's lovely to life. hear you talk about yeah. that, like that. <laughs> yeah. i love that thank you thank mm. you for asking thank no, you no, for it's making, cool. thank you for making me recall do you have a photo like that alan oh no this is that you can't ask me no you can't <laughs> oh i did but it's funny you saying about that kind of um like a portrait there i did a family shoot i was very lucky and the only family shoot that i've done this year was like two weeks ago and um just mm -hmm. one shot that does stick to my from that shoot actually i know it's recent but it's a shot where the girl i think she was about uh seven and but and she is looking directly into the camera and it is a portrait she's very camera aware but it's such a striking image to me and just recalling it now and, and and obviously with reportage we're not focusing on that side but it's something that we all capture in our family shoots and yeah it's funny you mentioning yeah. that because that is that sticks with I me as see well. this photo. yeah you have to show me the photo and also you know like it, it's something really beautiful it sounds like in that moment she looked at you and very intentionally decided to give you that portrait and the rush of that gift will will never um fade for me it's so beautiful when that happens mm, yeah that's especially when it's not expected especially you know if if you had to work to gain the trust to get it 
Yeah, even more rewarding. Yeah. Um, you have to show me the photo. You have to send it. Okay, to me. I get a day. I get a day. And we'd love to see, love to see that one you spoke about. I could include it in the post if you're happy okay. with that, so people could see. I will. Well. Awesome. I will. Right. This is. I'm just locked down. It's like this has flown by. I'm not going to keep it much longer. It's nearly an hour already. It's okay. awesome. I've so enjoyed I'm it. So me too. Oh, good. Thank. I really enjoyed it as well. I've laughed so much. It's been awesome. <laughs> me too. Um, so before I go, I'm just going to. I just I've got time for one more question. Okay. Um, it's going to make this one. Yeah. What would be. You know, what would be your top tips? I do like some top tips ones. I think it's good. And you're so knowledgeable. So that people would be lovely uh, hearing what you're saying. Um, but yeah, what would be your top tips for people just starting out in this kind of uh, documentary family photography industry? What would be your top tips for them? Um, my top tips, where possible, get is to get the length of time. I, I know when I first started, I, I did 12-hour shoots and, yeah. like, I used to do 7 to, like, 7 to 7 or 8 to 8. Um, I think when you have the luxury of time, even if you're, you know, doing it for free or not charging as much as you should for your time, like, if you're starting out, like, just giving yourself uh, permission to have, you know, stretches where you're not shooting where you're actually fully invested in um, trying to understand people's story and asking questions and gaining their trust. If you have the luxury of, of that time, um, it just makes such a big difference. Whereas if, you know, if you're starting out with like a two hour documentary session, it's really, you, you, you kind of like, you don't feel like you can put your camera down and stop shooting to, to get to that place of, mm of trust and understanding. Um, so, you know, I know it's hard to convince people to pay for the longer hours and to have you there, but, um, if you can, you know, get the longer shoots, um, what else? And just think about, yeah. think about, I think about a lot of my photos, like, you know, movie scenes, like what is the stage? Um, you know, you know, where is the light? Where is the clean background? Which which elements of the story do I need to include or exclude? You know, do I need this element of the story to elevate that element of the story, or is it just a distraction? You just need to be constantly asking yourself those questions, um, and you know, be be constantly. You just you have to be able to criticize your photos, so you have to take the photo, look at the back of your camera and recognize what's wrong with it. And I think the only way you can really get good at doing that is by listening to hours and hours of critiques um, mm. from photographers you like. You just, if you listen to hours and hours of critiques and you can pick and choose from what you're hearing and, and make that into your own critical voice in your head when you're looking at the back of the camera and recognizing what's, what's wrong with your rubbish photo, um, <laughs> that that's really yeah. Working on your inner critic is probably the best thing you can do, and I think that the best way to do that is by listening to critics, um, and just um, just be curious. I really think trying to hear people's story is the most important thing. Proper call. Well, I've just been. I've just been. No, you can't see me because we don't have a video feed. But but I've just been nodding this whole time. It's just such, such great advice, Rune. He's so been nodding. I can hear you nodding, and I can hear you smiling, and, that, <laughs> and, and, and in a non creepy way. <laughs> it's very encouraging. Oh well, that's good. But I'm, but you've just been magic. So that's why I'm smiling because you've yeah. just been awesome to talk to, and you've been just so open, so sharing, so honest, and and so fun and entertaining as well. So Ro, thank you so much. Things to say. Thank you so much. I've enjoyed our conversation, and I'm really, I really just wanted to make you understand how grateful I am. You know, when I saw that because I've I've followed this is reportage for some time. Um, I was so excited when you branched out into family and to see how quickly it's grown as well and how quickly people signed up for it and the quality of, of the work people are submitting to the competition is so encouraging. I'm, I'm very grateful to you for that and I know a lot of people um, are as well.
Oh, that's very lovely of you to say. It really it's is. That makes true. that means so much. No, yeah. Thank you, and thank you okay. so much for being such a huge part of it. It's just awesome. It's awesome to have you with us. It really is, and for giving up your time today. Thank you so much. Because this is like nighttime for you now. You've like had a full day. I, this is just. I'm, right, I'm getting out of bedtime. I'm in my husband's man cave, and I'm not going back in. <laughs> I'm missing out on the bedtime thing so oh that's a bonus I guess from time to time yeah <laughs> so thank you <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh mate honestly thank you so much and anyone's listening now you know whilst walking the dog or editing or doing the pots or doing the dishes I always say do the pots and then my wife says it's doing the dishes Alan you can't say pots but I don't, I don't know maybe makes I'm a commoner I'm a commoner at heart but um yeah if you're listening you know head to thisreportage.com or thisreportagefamily.com I'll include links to Rona's website link to your puzzle as well because that is would be an awesome christmas gift um <laughs> i'll include i'll include the specific reportage uh, family award that you spoke about and hope if you if you're happy for to send me that image of the, your memorable kind of portrait oh. as well that'd be great to, for and people don't you to forget see either don't so, you oh forget. no i'll send you yes of course yeah, yeah i will we'll do a swap and hopefully we'll do we'll meet up some point and play table tennis that would just we'll be play awesome. table tennis and then we will eat gangbangs yeah <laughs> <laughs> that sounds sounds like actual heaven it does sound good it does all right thank you so much um you you keep safe and and hopefully yeah i'll meet you at some point sounds like a plan thanks alan bye-bye bye you've been listening to the 57th episode of the this is reportage podcast I don't think I've laughed so much on an episode Verena was such a joy to chat to hope you enjoyed listening Head to thisisreportage.com or thisisreportagefamily.com to see the specific Reportage Family Award that she spoke about on the episode, the memorable image she talked about, a link to her website and to her awesome jigsaw puzzle too, which really would make for a brilliant Christmas gift if you're still shopping. I know I haven't even begun my Christmas shopping yet, apart from a few gifts for the kids, so yeah, got to get a move on. Um, We also have lots more episodes of the podcast available too, including past episodes with Eve Sierpers and Sana de Bloch, who recently became our overall photographer of the year and storyteller of the year, respectively, on our wedding site, This Reportage. Tune in to episode 17 for Eve and number four for Sana. If you're not yet a member of This Reportage or This Reportage family, check out all the benefits of joining us, including an unlimited number of images on your profile, 60 individual award and 18 story award entries per year, invites to our physical meetups and parties, exclusive discounts, hours of educational videos featuring tips and advice from some of the world's best photographers, and much more too. At the time of this episode's release, which is 10th of December 2020, we're just a couple of days away from seeing who will make our family top photographers of the year list. We revealed the list for our wedding site a few days ago. Results will be revealed very soon. After that, it will be a whole new year of awards. Submissions will be open for our very first collections of 2021, and the deadline is the same for our wedding site, This Reportage, and our family site, This Reportage Family. Submit by 2359 GMT on 24th of January 2021. No poses, nothing staged. This is Reportage. And this is bye for now. 